0: the people of the United States, to form a more perfect union, secure the blessings of liberty, reestablish the meaning of the Constitution. Hello friends and welcome to the We the People show. This is your host Tiger and co-host Bradley. Hello Bradley. Hi, good to be back. So, uh, we just reviewed the VP debate last night, and honestly, I have to say, it was a lot more civil than last week's presidential one, don't you think, Brad?
1: Oh yeah, the debate tonight was, uh, was actually pretty good. Um, much more solid, much more uh, respectful than the, the last one.
0: And there are like some flaws and strengths on both sides and we're not going to be biased here but uh, we 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 took note of that you know for both Mike Pence and Kamala Harris yeah so would you name one example you saw like pros and cons of the debate
1: oh well uh i'd, I'd say the pros definitely were uh, was uh Mike Pence's behavior he was much more tamed and you know uh he was respectful to Kamala but also he wasn't afraid to like call her out on something that wasn't true or a disagreement he had, um, and then uh, yeah, that was that was a pro there, and I thought Kamala was pretty respectful too overall. Um, uh, I did say like Mike Kong was like you know she kind of lost her cool at one time where like she literally slammed her hands on a table after like talking about uh, Supreme Court justice seats, and then um, yeah, and uh, of course the fly on Mike Pence's head. Yeah, that was something. That was, that, funny. That, that was yeah. kind
0: of funny. Like it warranted out memes. Yeah, it <laughs> And I ran a poll for the show, if in case some of y'all don't know. And uh, one of the options were obviously Vice President Pence, Senator Harris, and then the fly. I noticed the results came out. Uh, the majority of people voted for uh, Mike Pence, simply because I agreed due to his calmness throughout the debate. Yeah. And those who voted for Senator Harris, my speculation is just probably the Biden-Harris voting supporters that probably be like, meh, we're sticking to this campaign.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's like, uh, I-, I think Pence's performance will definitely uh, help Trump more than it'll hurt him. Because, uh, you know, with the vice president, he's he's kind of like there to like kind of keep checking Trump, like make sure he doesn't like say anything out in the industry does anything too crazy
0: you know but also like trump usually like does his own thing anyway and uh, about the allegations of the the biden harris plan of, in, in terms of combating covid a lot of critics on twitter or not i want to say critics just people on twitter say said that president trump has already done so i got a feeling that harris here at the vp debate was just uh, regurgitating of what biden was doing
1: yeah, like, honestly, like, what else could they do different? Because, like, the, the Trump administration and you know, for the federal government for that matters pretty much did, like, whatever they really could. Um, and, like, anything, like, you know, to say that he should have done, like, you can't really change that. Like, for example, uh, shutting down travel for not just China but other countries. I, I agree, like, the Trump administration should have done that. But, again, these are things, like, that happened in the past, like, uh, what, what else can you do differently that's like present
0: that hasn't been done and again it sounds like we're being pro-Trump-Pence here but not exactly the case and we're not exactly on Biden-Harris' sides either just what I noticed that uh, it's always like whenever Pence uh, says something the media or the moderator kind of seem to st- stick to Harris's side and I, I think but I think we all both we both know this that uh, for a long time the media's been doing this and it should stop but no not nobody from the media is going to listen obviously nope definitely not and as for Trump Pence I've seen people t- on Twitter just uh, liberals attacking Pence on his record about him being religious and and not being I don't I would say I would say vocal about the LGBTQ issues and um, honestly, though, uh, it's not that they're homophobic necessarily. I don't think so. It's just that uh, you know they are more. It's hard. It's hard to explain honestly, but Bradley, could you back me up?
1: Well, they're they're more focused on like, uh, yeah. Well, you could pl- uh, have one argument. Let's say like you know th- they're going like you know Pence like wasn't being anti-gay when he was governor of Indiana and signed that religious liberty bill. Honestly, I don't, I don't know a lot about it and like I don't really know what he said about the LGBT. Um but like a lot of people like a lot of democrats and liberals think like he's anti-gay automatically cuz he did that. But like, you know, there's a difference between like hating gay people and you know, promoting religious liberty, right? Like uh like you saw this happen with the Colorado Baker it wasn't that he hated gay people. He just didn't want to do any something that seemed to be against his Christian faith. Uh, that was, you know, baking a cake that promoted a a, a, a gay wedding, and te- technically, in the Bible, uh, gay marriage is forbidden. But God didn't tell you to hate gay people, you know. Right.
0: So yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a like a. There's a difference between what's being said on text and what's being put into practice.
1: Right. So, I don't know, maybe Mike Pence, like, he actually wanted to protect religious liberty, you know, because we still have the First Amendment. That definitely still applies. Right. And you can't be forced to do something that you sincerely believe uh, goes against your own faith.
0: A lot of people are saying Kamala Harris did this and this, but Mike Pence also did. This and this, and keep in mind that the vice presidential debate is just, uh, just like, uh, well, not just exactly like, but similar to the presidential debate. Just politicians in general, they're not your relatives, so don't treat it so. Don't be like Daddy Trump or Daddy Biden. Yeah, no, honestly, they're demo- that's cringy. Yeah, it's really <laughs> cringy. I've seen people on both sides online do it, and sometimes in real life. Quite frankly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Pence definitely kept us cool in the debate much more than Trump and you know like I'm still like even after the first like presidential debate that didn't change my vote for Trump I just wish like you know he came off as you know someone who didn't interrupt so much and I hope with the second debate if it does happen uh, he'll like learn from the first one from his mistake he probably will like after watching Pence and you know what a lot of like his supporters other people have been
0: saying and as for the democratic side, I don't think Biden is gonna change his argument. He's probably gonna still repeat his what his campaign yeah. states. Just like how Kamal Harris did last night.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the in the last debate she uh she claimed that uh that she didn't want to ban fracking, right? Isn't that what uh, she said?
0: I think that was during the primary democratic debates primary debates in which she said she doesn't want to, but but now there's certain, like speculation online saying that she does want to. And even those on the left okay. says... She called for uh, it before, yeah. She, wait, she called for or in favor or...
1: In favor of banning fracking. Oh, yep. are yeah. thoughts exactly. She, and, she co- and, and she co-sponsored like the, the Green New Deal in the Senate. And now, you know, basically she's kind of like, oh, no, 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 that's not what we're doing. Um, but if you go on the Joe Biden website, they say they support the Green New Deal and uh well Biden now is kind of backtrick at first he said he wanted to ban fracking too and now he's all like oh well no I never said that like if he had said something like you know well I changed my view on it that would be more honest but him like lying about it, saying I never supported that now now he's, now he's just all like oh well I just want to ban new fracking not, not the current fracking
0: Right. and getting a little off topic here but folks on the second debate and we hope uh, President Trump and Joe Biden will take a bit more extra precautions with COVID since President Trump obviously had been tested positive and he yes. recovered, but he's he's still recovering. It's there's going to be some time before. And our thoughts and prayers go to him and the first lady. Yeah. And we hope it's there will be also shields, face shields, as seen in the VP debate as yeah. well. Yeah. And the same would apply to the third debate. Yeah. By the end of this month, that is.
1: Yeah. Well, Biden said like he didn't want uh, he didn't want Trump to debate him if he had COVID. Or he didn't think he should debate.
0: And speaking of which, uh, Bradley, c- could you talk for a moment, compare what's different and what's similar between uh, Kamala Harris and Tim Kaine from four years ago in the last election cycle?
1: Well, um... Also, I don't remember much about Tim Kaine because he was just a, one of, in my opinion, one of the most forgettable vice presidential candidates. But, uh. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I got I feel you. That
1: yeah. Happens. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess Tim Kaine, like, he, uh.
0: He, he um. Well, I guess I'll help you there. He seems a. I, from what I can remember, he seems a bit like, uh, non-vice presidential material. Like,. I wouldn't say angry like Kamala was last night, but yeah, more, more like he doesn't seem enthusiastic about the job.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like he, he was kind of like bland. He was very bland, yeah. and then I mean Kamala had more energy a little bit. I agree. Yeah, Kamala yeah, definitely. Had
0: more, had more interest a little bit. Yeah,
1: and then, uh, and then of course she's she's the first. Uh, uh, African-American or Indian-American woman to become a vice presidential candidate. And that's definitely
0: a milestone for American history. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I have to hand it to the Democrats. They are attempting to make history there. Yeah. And as for the Republican side, just Mike Pence, you know, the same guy. What well, would you say his performance was? then versus now like just last night
1: pretty much the same and you know as as uh, in 2016 a very wonderful performance and i think it'll definitely like help trump in the polls a little bit because i saw biden go up but i don't know what that's from honestly because i i thought in my opinion the first debate i still believe that it didn't win over any other side yeah i
0: would say like um yeah that poll that cnn poll that ran out folks it was something like biden 51 percent leading to Trump, to late forty something percent. There, there was a CNN
1: poll that said Joe Biden had a sixteen point lead in front of Trump, and we know that's
0: BS. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, um, and we're not saying this because of our pro-Trump allegiance. I mean, we happen to be pro-Trump, but we are nonpartisan. I assure y'all, as much as possible. Yes, yes, nonpartisan. But uh, just like I uh, like I said before, um, take polls with a grain of salt because they're not always accurate.
1: Right. Uh, honestly, I, I think probably some of the most accurate uh, measurements for an election, or if you want to make a good prediction, is if you look at the voter registration numbers and which party they're, uh, they've they been registering for. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd look at those a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, and fundraising is also another factor, too. Doesn't es- Just because you raise more money doesn't mean you're going to win the election. But, right. you know, it can be a good uh, metric. But I think the most accurate one is uh, voter registration, in my opinion.
0: Cool. Well, um, keep in mind that uh, people... And primary turnout. Yeah, and I was saying people themselves change because, for example, um, I personally spoke with a friend who, after after the VP debate, of course, on Snapchat, and she told me she used to be conservative, but over the four years so far of Trump's first term, she became progressive. And as for me, it's the opposite way. I was a progressive before Trump got elected, but now I'm a conservative. So people flip allegiances, like switch sides often. And there's also people who don't support either side, like, like libertarians, people who became libertarians. I do know one friend who was conservative, but he slowly over time during Trump's first term became libertarian. Yeah. So uh, it's really hard to say, honestly, during each election to see who would win. But, I mean, op- there's obvious data, like voter turnouts uh, for primaries or the general yeah. and voter registration, but that's not always the case. Some people register and they don't vote in the end.
1: Right, just because
0: you register doesn't mean you, you will vote. But, right, uh, yeah. and you can't really tell like what people are thinking on the inside which candidate is supported and such
1: yeah probably my good indication for registration is if the look at the registr- the new registrations between 2016 and
0: 2020 yeah uh, for the more, more accurate ones and uh, just uh, on a personal level um, it's just something funny I want to mention to y'all it's just that one of our friends who Bradley and a couple of other friends we call him the oxymoron friend but anyway i had a kind of like a little argument with him on twitter we were talking about like what kamala harris said in the debate yeah what kamala said was uh we care about our democracy and i said something like oh packing the courts, blah 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 it's not really true to our democracy or caring about it that is and then he just argued with me from there like popular vote, this this this, just uh, just became an endless loophole. Yeah. So the VP debate certainly has people talking amongst friends and such. But overall, its impact uh, would depend on, you know, the president, the presidential candidate. Yeah. A lot of people would say, oh, what's the point of the VP debate if it's just going to be one? Well, it actually matters a lot, Brownlee. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it definitely matters.
0: Yeah, because uh, keep in mind the president is... Just the seat in general. it's not absolute. like I'm not talking about in terms of power. I'm talking about like the line of s- succession. If President Trump somehow can't serve or if President Biden God forbid for us personally mm-hmm. if the, he can't serve either, then there's gonna be a chain of command that goes down. That'll lead to the vice president. and after that's the Speaker of the House and after that seat it's a bunch of secretaries.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, no, I think after the House, it's the, like the Senate pro tempore, and then Secretary of State, and then you go down the list of the heads of the de- departments, like yeah. like of secretaries on the executive
0: level. The thing is, I noticed <clears throat> people on both sides on Twitter tweeting shit about the president, like the seat in general. Like, they should also care about the other seats, such as the vice presidential seat.
1: Yes. Because, like, a vice presidential candidate can help bring over a presidential candidate over
0: the line or get hurt them, right. depending on who it is. Now, we will be praying that uh, that uh, Kamala, Senator Kamala Harris and Vice President Pence did not contract COVID-19. And um, we believe that they shouldn't because those, there are precautions I've taken already. Face shields placed testing, in desk and such. If they do, we hope not. We will be praying for them, for their speedy recovery. Yes, for sure. And speaking of which, Bradley, the fact that the left are celebrating, they were celebrating President Trump getting COVID, it's just disgusting.
1: It was very disgusting. Yeah, like, even Elhan Omar's response seemed kind of... Very it, it, it seemed like she was still, like, smack-talking him. You know, she was just like, oh, well, I, I, I don't wish this to happen to anyone, but... This was all your fault, and, you know, other, you did this to other people. It was, yeah, it was definitely victim blaming.
0: And think about it, folks. If Bernie Sanders got COVID-19, we're not, us conservatives, we're not going to celebrate it.
1: No, we're we'll going to pray for his recovery. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Because the fact that nowadays, if y'all think about it, election 2020 has shown that people, just people in general, have seemed to put politics over humanity and that's Mm. wrong they should it should be the other way around yeah definitely i have tons of uh people of friends of both sides of the political spectrum and we are all united of course there are some assholes here and there and they should be condemned totally but in the end we are we all should be human right yes definitely now anyway uh October y'all hits the month of uh, debates. I will be push we will be pushing out the election 2020 coverage like basically all month since uh it it just happens to be perfect timing. Oh, yes. All yeah for sure. And besides y'all besides that uh um tune in this Sunday folks for a Sunday special. This Sunday, October 11th, correct? It'll be?
1: Oh, uh, um, you're saying like that's when Sunday will be? Yeah, the date. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, Sunday. Right, this Sunday, I've been, sorry folks, I've been busy with a lot of shit, it's just a a clusterfuck my mind's been. Anyway, this Sunday, Sunday special, it's in honor of, uh, there'll be a bonus episode for in honor of uh, national coming out day and my guest speaker for that episode will be Maddie Illis she appeared on the gun rights episode back in April and uh, so yeah expect her return nice say Bradley on other news it's October is also a month of horror Halloween themed Mm -hmm. so in terms of politics what would you think would be a scary one What do you mean, like a movie or? Or not necessarily a movie, just a a politician that scares you or a policy
1: Uh, in general. Uh, let's see.
0: Medicare for all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I would agree. But Medicare all, eh, I don't really know the facts in the medical industry. I mean, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. But the thing is, as for me, What I'm terrified of is uh, just high taxes in general.
1: Yeah, which which would result from, uh, uh, oh, I shouldn't really say Medicare for all because you're not going to have money to pay for the program, so no one's going to really get it. But, you know, socialized medicine, like entirely paid for by the government, abolishment of private health insurance. Yeah, it would destroy our healthcare industry. And that's definitely the number one horror thing for me politics-related. And, you know, since it's the month of October, it's only appropriate to talk about what scares you.
0: <laughs> and as for for me... Uh, not, hold on. Yeah, as for me, uh, it's just high taxes. Why? Because uh, I am graduating this after this school year. And once I do, I'll be working, and I'll be contributing to the economy. And one of the factors that's paying taxes and as personally for me not the show stance if Joe Biden gets elected we're likely going to see high taxes raised income taxes and such and that is not something I want to personally graduate into I agree yeah if you went from saying I want to repeal the tax uh, the
1: the Trump tax cuts to saying uh, oh I'm only going to repeal uh the parts for people who make over four hundred thousand dollars a year, but he also wants to bring back the individual mandate for people. You know, if you don't have health insurance, uh, you, uh, you you get charged money. You, you get taxed by the government. Yeah. And you know, besides, from the Trump tax cuts, an uh, average of a family of four uh, had about two thousand extra dollars per year.
0: They saved up about that amount of money. Well, there we. we go folks we have an economics or an economics major on our team which is a good thing (laughs) and another thing oh yeah i forgot what i was going to say and i remember now as related to this vp debate and also related to halloween the month of october basically halloween month what's another scary thing is just simply kamala harris's laugh if you can imitate it, it's ha 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 ha! ha. It's like the Joker. <laughs> yeah, she like. does a Joker laugh. <laughs> and uh, I have to say, it does kind of creep me out for over a year since she began running herself for president. I had, a, I had political dreams from time to time, and just pointing it out there that the Joker laugh lady is in my dreams. Sometimes.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> say, Bradley, um,. Uh, a lot of people seem to notice that what's the point of the VP debate if they're just going to talk about their running mate well it matters a lot because they're the second in command in the administration slash campaign very much
1: so Like, uh, if, if you're going to be vice president you better be damn well prepared to become president honestly because yeah. it's like you know, you never know what's going to happen to um, the sitting president god forbid uh, no matter who it is you have to have a good VP who's prepared for the job right Cause they're next in
0: line, and of course, uh, they should. I believe they should balance in between talking about themselves, not necessarily like personality. It could be that, but also policy. In case uh, their running mate something happens, we, we and we hopefully it doesn't happen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's the the crucial um, thing about the VP debate in every election cycle now we haven't had this like male and female vice presidential candidates debate be- or not before i would not say like we haven't had one since uh the 2008 race between sarah palin and joe biden yes and before that was there any like female vp nominee
1: yeah you have had um I, f- I forgot what her name was but She was uh, Walter Mondale's running mate in 1984 uh, when Mondale was running against Ronald Reagan. Uh, Yes, that election.
0: Yeah, uh, and she was the first one, uh, first female VP. First female VP, so on the Democratic ticket, and that was a memorable election. I mean, we weren't alive in the 80s, but we do study a thing called history. And I have to say, if y'all look at the electoral map from 1984, it just blows, it'll blow your mind. Yeah. Reagan won every state except Minnesota.
1: America was a Red Sea that night, except for Minnesota and D.C.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, America is constantly making history, y'all. We have Walter Mondale's nominee, VP, and then 2008 John McCain's Sarah Palin. Yeah. And finally Kamala Harris yeah. Oh and in
1: 2016 Hillary Clinton was the actual presidential candidate yeah,
0: exactly yeah that, so that counts too yeah <laughs> last election Yeah so Matt so folks, no matter if you're a Democrat or, or' a Republican, we are American and that's the most important thing during this crucial time indeed and moving on a little bit to social issues we have disintegration is it's what I call what other political commentators like Ben Shapiro calls. And disintegrationists are people who want to see America torn down. Yes, well, from a unionist argument, from people who uh, who wants America up and running, America to be America. Mm-hmm. And from our standpoint, the unionist perspective, yes, America has flaws like ugly shit, such as slavery and Jim Crow. But the crucial thing is, I said before, we overwritten these bad ideas with good ideas mm-hmm. and then you have the disintegrationists they just don't care what the person did for example the statues they don't care what the statue did they just want to tear it down this is especially prevalent in statues like Ulysses S. Grant from the Civil War and Abraham Lincoln they did good things and yet people known as disintegrationists want to tear them
1: down exactly and also they want to like tear down religious institutions like you have seen vandalized churches and other like uh, houses of worship, and stores just being looted, and American flags being burned. It's really sad to see.
0: Right, and the courthouses being vandalized. This is why this people are saying this election, folks, is a, a crucial one, because it determines if uh, America is America. And I'm not saying this from. the the Trump campaign. So, I mean, yes, they said it. They said that slogan, but I think it's a slogan that common sense Americans should have. Definitely. Because I made a list of... (laughs) I I can be sound a little biased, but I made a list of people who are disintegrationists and unionists, and I have included some Democrat friends on the unionist side. So, conspiracy theory, warning, guys, this is just... My opinion, I think we are in a second American Civil War, and that, folks, in our country, we call it the culture war, because it, it's just no actual fighting. The second American Civil War is just uh, ideas being thrown about. What would you say, Bradley, about my thought?
1: Oh well, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as call it a second American Civil War, but uh, the the country has become more divided and divided. And, uh... Unfortunately, they're just people with these radical ideas who want to tear, tear down the institutions of our country and replace it with something just entirely new. Just because...
0: Because those disintegrationists say, oh, America is evil and it's always going to be evil. It cannot be redeemed. And how we're going to solve it is just destroying the whole system.
1: Yeah. Honestly, they're just doing it for fame. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah I agree. Selfish. It's
0: also like, uh... A... Attention-grabbing, and here's the thing, folks. I acknowledge that we have uh, overseas viewers, so shout out to my to our Canadian, Swedish, and Singaporean viewers, listeners/slash listeners, and I thank y'all for y'all's attention because the U.S. election, Bradley, it's not only Americans that cares, also the rest of the world. Oh, definitely,
1: and to to the Swedish, uh, uh, Singaporean, and uh, Canadian viewers. I uh I thank y'all for listening to and uh, I can tell y'all we're uh we have a pretty intense election going on right now and I'm surprised y'all y'all's elections aren't aren't as crazy as ours. <laughs> I don't know maybe they are. I, I don't really know much about yeah, y'all's politics.
0: politics yeah. Yeah. So yeah, folks, um, that is uh, the political situation going on in our country. And now that we have the VP debate rally as a closing argument or not argument closing statement what would you say it would its effect would have on this climate political climate
1: well um you know again i, I think uh in my opinion uh, i don't mean to be biased but i i think pence won the election because like he was so good at being articulate uh, i'm not the he won the debate yeah, the he was so articulate and like he was good at answering his questions you know and uh, he had his points pretty spot on and You know he didn't really interrupt that much and uh, yeah I I, I think uh, it should boost the Trump campaign a bit
0: yeah I also I also agree that Mike Pence debated a little better than the president and I hope the president will take some notes and take some of the the lessons he learned into the second one next week yes but overall I believe uh, personally I believe Pence won but overall, for the show, folks, I believe that uh, not nothing really much has changed. People are just going to stick to their sides, like the Biden voters to the Biden Harris campaign and the Trump voters yeah. to the Trump Pence campaign. But uh, the independent voters is crucial, as I mentioned in previous episode. And some has yeah. flocked to one side or the other, and others haven't. So it really depends on independent voters.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I forgot to add, I think, like, the reason why I th- thought Pence had the edge was because, I, I see him as a guy that appealed to independence.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, um, it's not that I disagree, it's just that I am undecided, I don't really know. Yeah. Well, that, that's just, as they say, folks, uh, that's just people's opinion. It, there's no such thing as your truth. There's a truth, and then there's your opinion. That's right. Now folks, that's gonna be that's gonna conclude our analysis of uh the VP debate. Definitely more lengthy as y'all obviously saw from from the the recap of the first debate. That was just eleven minutes ish because uh this VP debate was a lot calmer than mm-hmm. the first presidential debate. Most certainly. Well, Bradley, thank you for your time and we hope to see you I hope to see you in another episode we could collectively talk about. Yeah, I'd love to. Cool. Well, that it concludes this episode of We The People Show the VP Debate Aftermath and I'll see y'all next week for the second debate aftermath. Stay safe out there and uh, yeah, thank y'all for tuning in we the people of the united states to form a more perfect union secure the blessings of liberty re-establish the meaning of the constitution